0: Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls, a podcast where we chat without the shat. I'm always a fan of misspelled curse words, and my name is Matt McDonald. That, here, there, is my co-host Nate Henry, and we are excited to get to our topic of the day. But first, Nate, as you know, I've recently given birth to new life. Not me personally, my wife. Yeah, I was gonna say, you can't take credit
1: for that, you can get in trouble.
0: <laughs> no. I sat next to I sat next to her, so I was I
1: was a part of it. Isn't that like one of the craziest experiences you'll ever go through? It's insane. Most husbands think that they're going to like skip out on that part and just hold the hands and be like, oh, this is fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did. You know, we, we had a home birth, you know, with the midwives, which has been you awesome. You had the gloves
1: on. You went for it? No gloves. No gloves, man. We're natural. Oh, man. You just, that, that's a step up from what I did. I did the midwives, but it wasn't it's that that crazy. Were you at the hospital midwives?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did that the first time. This is like home birth midwives. It's even more primitive. This year,
1: we gave birth to a podcast and both of our wives gave birth babies.
0: It's a birthing year, yeah. And we're our families are growing and we've got a lot of you know, we got a lot of patrons on our side and just things are looking good. I want to thank everyone for the well wishes. and we've been doing we've been doing great. Mom's healthy. Everyone who's commented on our photos or whatever, uh thank you. Uh we're just happy.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Do you want
0: to read this email? We we have some troll mail here. Oh okay. Cool.
1: I didn't even know. Uh yeah. Here's an email from Gavin Dillinger. That's a cool name. Hey there, fellas. I've been listening to the show for a while and come to enjoy it. The idea of not feeding the trolls is interesting to me. In a way, I am a troll. Despite this, I believe I am actually justified. Let me back this up. I'm a co-editor-in-chief of The out, the Outhousers, a satirical website that covers comic book news. A large portion of what we're doing is aggravating large publishers like Marvel and DC who participate in exploitative business practices. Uh, which affects small business owners of comic shops and their employees, etc. Wow. My main point and question is, do you think there is such a thing as a justified troll? Wow. I haven't heard every episode. So, uh, so if you've addressed this, my apologies. I'd love to talk about this idea. So hit me up. Thanks guys. Gavin Dillinger.
0: Thank you for your email, Gavin.
1: To me, uh, Robin Hood is like, a, it's like, he's like a folk hero because he was a troll.
0: Yeah. He was constantly trolling the, the Prince John's men in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Every time they came through they you know got I mean? trolled by Robin Hood.
1: I would say a lot of those guys in the past, historically, people have been considered trolls at one point or another and then they're embraced by everybody later on. Well, here's you know the thing. I
0: mean? Are you a troll when you're standing up to oppressive power or are you just an activist? And that's the thing is like a, a troll is someone who wants to stop uh, or or the or- eye of the beholder sure but a, tr- a troll to me is someone who wants to stop the activist not someone who's uh, stopping the oppressor so if someone's you know if i if i come out and say which i often attract some trolling and maybe i'm a little trolling myself on my facebook page but if i come out and say listen racism is a problem in america we need to stand up against oppression we need to deal with racism and someone comes and says you're an idiot there is no racism yeah. you're just blowing this up black lives matter is a terrorist organization you're dumbass I would say that person is he's a troll, right because they are on the side of whether they agree there's oppression or not they're they're on the side of the oppressor.
1: I guess I guess what this guy's saying is uh, he's got a satirical website um to piss off Marvel and DC. who are Prince John?
0: Yeah, I guess there's I, I we'll have to maybe we'll get him on because apparently there's a lot of like behind the scenes uh, stuff bullying that goes on Marvel and DC will bully these comic book shops and their employees and stuff like that. Um kind of like, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe like Walmart puts out a boutique in in a small town, uh these Marvel and DC's would would uh kind of bully and yeah, railroad some some small comic book shops. So anyways, that's cool. Keep trolling. I like that. I mean,
1: stick up for the little guy. Maybe it's not maybe it's just use of words. I don't think that's a sure. troll. Maybe you're nah. saying Robin Hood isn't a troll. He's a he's a He's a not popular activist.
0: I mean, you could you could maybe um, when you are trolling larger publishers, you could aggravate them using humor more. And I'm sure you do that. It looks like you are part of a satirical website, which satire is humor, a form of humor. So, uh, yeah, I think that's just fine. Just that's I don't think that's. I think you can be really negative and and not achieve what you want. But if you're trying to achieve a balance of power. Uh, humor is a good way to go about it and then also there's a nice way to there's I mean, Martin Luther King wasn't really nice he trolled really nicely. But he still trolled. He still boy, boycotted and, you know, shut down streets and did sit ins at segregated cafes and stuff like that. So uh but you know, he did it peacefully. So there's a peaceful way to, to troll properly, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I would troll Monsanto if I had the choice. I would oh, definitely yeah. Well
0: you are. You're what are you you're you're farming now, so you're Yeah,
1: but I'm more like it's just a podcast name, dude.
0: Trolling we don't for know. sport.
1: Trolling for sport. Yeah. As
0: long as it's for sport, you're not trying to hurt anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no patrons this week. But. Oh, oh, man. Our first week without a patron. Nobody wants to support us this week. That's fine. It's funny. Our plays are going up. But How many patrons our- do we have? We have
0: 59, 60 patrons, something like that. 68. So patrons. we have thousands of people who listen to the show on a, on a weekly basis, and we have 60 very core very generous benevolent folks who want to support the show and we thank you so much you 60 people i'm probably getting the number wrong uh if you guys want to get involved on patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash don't feed the trolls it's just the name of our podcast uh you get a bunch of extra episodes up there you get to chat with us um yeah
1: You know I'm all about debates, about debates, no Syrian rebels.
2: I'm all about debates, about debates, no hacked
1: emails. What do we got on this week on the show? What, what's what's this topic all about? Well, you set this up, and I don't know what's going on. Today we're going
0: back to our roots to talk about starving those creative trolls, Nate, the ones that we starve to make this very podcast. And we have a very creative guy here, Toby Morell. Of the rock band Emery, I like saying rock band uh, band band that Classic Crime has toured with over the years. They're on Tooth and Mail Records with us, um, kind of mentored us a little bit, older than us, and, and been through the fire before us, and uh, taught us a lot about touring and, and all that. But uh, and 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 Toby is also a part of a, f- a founder and podcaster at the Bad Christian Podcast, which is kind of a, I, I guess you could say it was an alternative Christian. Uh, Podcast and they're kind of edgy And they're funny and they're broy And it's kind of blown up And a lot of people listen to it They have some great guests They just got Science Mike on there uh, They have some Ooh. great guests on there So uh, and so Toby's going to talk about the variety of ways He has disappointed and enraged So many people While somehow being able to retain Enough fans to continue just doing it So uh, I think that's probably important So is
1: Toby the troll? We don't know I'd love to hear Woo! his thoughts. Uh, let's bring him on. Unstoppable
2: Badass. That's what I am. Unstoppable Badass. Here I am. Unstoppable Badass. Gonna bring the show. Unstoppable Badass. Here we go. Here we What's go. What's up? Go. Y'all see me?
0: Too yeah. real. Oh, I see you. I not Too real, real. Nate, in the house. Nate's got to turn his video <laughs> off, though, because if his video's on. We won't. Hear you. Well, I don't know. How does it has a sound? Sounds okay to me. All right. Fair enough. If it starts to suck, I'll turn it off. It just started to. Get... It just literally just started to suck. Have y'all ever drank one of these before? A Kirkland
2: light beer. Kirkland light <laughs> from, uh, from from Costco. Costco. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had one? No. They are by far. The most horrific worst beer. <laughs> I, I, I and you know me, I mean, I love
0: awful beer,
2: yeah. This, this I'm this, look, I promise you, I don't I know this is hilarious. The guy sent us bitters. I've been I've been putting these bitters in the beer to try and drink it because the deal is it's 48 for 20 bucks. Whoa, <laughs>
1: well, there you go. Yeah, 50 cents a beer.
2: Yeah, I mean it's unbelievable. Well, hold
0: on. Don't doesn't Costco, don't they like do the brand thing? Like they they basically go to a brand Kirkland. Yeah. They they, like Kirkland probably went to Pabst
2: and said, hey, give us your beer, you know, and then we'll just rebrand it. Well, that's what I would have thought. I thought it would have been like, you know, yeah, like a Pabst or, you know, maybe a High Life or something. like that. I was like, okay, it'll be a really bad one. I was I was thinking maybe it won't be as good as a Miller Lite or something like that. Right. But it is just horrific. I mean, Mm. it's just awful.
1: But 50 cents, though. When we got married in Mexico, there was a Costco nearby, and we could provide our own alcohol. And I had like ten friends go, "Do not buy Kirkland beer. Whatever you do, don't buy the Kirkland brand." So we went with Negro Mandela in the in the kegs. Oh, that's classy. You drank some, Matt? I did. I drank a lot at your wedding. <laughs> Mexican beers, I think, are my favorite. So, but enough about beer.
0: They are. They're good. So, Toby, we've uh, you know I've I've known you for years, touring with Emery, Blah blah blah. You guys have always taken a different approach to your music and like the business side of your band. Uh, and so that's why we wanted to have you on the show because we feel like out of all the bands that I've like seen online, I feel like your band has the best trolls. <laughs> like <laughs> your band gets trolled the most and then you, you reverse troll, you troll your fans almost like a lot of t- like just provoke them in certain ways over the years. Um, <laughs> I,
2: I wrote several songs about trolls like there, there are some like there are you songs did. that i wrote in response to like our third album um i'm only a man people just just hate that i mean it made them that, like that, that they would if, if 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 they were if it was donald versus i'm only a man album donald would win in, it, in it for sure like they, more votes would go to him than that album that's how much people hate that album but uh yeah, I, I've written songs about it. Yeah, you know, we've gotten trolled like crazy. Another thing that's really funny about that, this is, I can't believe how uh, much I don't know myself. So, I, I don't know if y'all saw, but our good friend Aaron Lunsford, y'all know him as well, right. was in As City's Burn. Well, As City's Burn ended, and he didn't want it to, and but it was just kind of happening where nothing was happening with the band. And He was like, listen, I just can't, basically, he wouldn't say this, but I'm kind of getting my friends back. He was just like, I can't just keep hoping, you know, that, that we'll get this done or move right. on or do this. It was just too hard. Nate can relate to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, him, Luncer and I were sitting in a church lobby, and this. so when he announced that the band was completely done, people just trolled him like crazy and were saying really mean stuff. And he just right. went back, back, and back, and back, right at him, hard, hard, hard. And people were just saying just the most vitriol, filth, mean things to him about the band, how he was a loser. And he was like, no, I, I wanted this band to work, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I sat there and I was like, listen, man, I learned a long time ago with, that, with our album, I'm Only a Man, just to let that go and just, you, you can't win. And then, fast forward two weeks when I released my first episode of my podcast, The Unstoppable Badass, and I immediately go, no, this is funny, asshole,
1: you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately
2: went after trolls.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is my wife's on the East Nashville Facebook page, and she was commenting on this guy, and it was Aaron. Actually, it was Lunsford. My wife didn't even know who he was. He was on the East National Facebook page, just Trolling. giving trolls great responses. And my wife, like, "This guy is hilarious. You got to read these responses." And I'm like, "He's had a lot of practice." Well, I know people were all bummed out because
0: he came out and said something. You know, he was just like, "Guys, you know, the band's over. It's done." He was he was kind of just blunt about it, and I think people I had
1: to do that. It's people arc. were
0: sad about it, and then and then they they were like you know screw you aaron you should have been nicer to me like totally selfish (laughs) like it doesn't hurt him more right Right. that it's happening you know it's everyone's worried about their own feelings what what did people say about unstoppable badass by the way uh for our listeners toby is uh one-third of or or you know in his mind probably 100 percent of the bad christian podcast (laughs) but uh um but he also started in uh, a podcast by himself called the unstoppable badass where i think it's like a can you explain it? It's like a variety show, right? Sort of.
2: Yeah, I would say it's like Saturday Night Live for podcasting. Like it's skits and there's music and music guests, I guess. I, I bring on uh, ba- <laughs> bands who are trying to write songs and I correct their songs for them or I work on their songs for them. <laughs> so it, it kind of has a bunch of different. It's, yeah, it's a variety show, I would say for sure. But people, it's really funny. People didn't really even say that much. Like just a couple people said, like, would say, uh, like one comment I remember, somebody wrote, uh, and these are fans. So that's what's so funny about me is that I can't believe just somebody that d- has supported me and helped pay my bills would write. Yeah, I don't know. They'd write s- something, and I would just go. I'd just immediately be enraged. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's that is my personality for some stupid reason. Well, we all but, are defensive, and we, you know,
0: we put a lot yeah. of you put a lot of work into putting out a show that is free, Sure, and sure. then someone just comes like someone just listens consumes that free thing it's like you made a meal for them you set it down in front of them and they look at it and they go this is gross i don't want this
1: (laughs) exactly have you read your itunes reviews yet
2: uh yeah they're all that's what i'm saying they're all honestly the reviews are really good there's only been like a couple but i went off on those couple. <laughs> <laughs> so so one guy wrote uh hey you should he said uh, i just don't think i like this podcast as much he said i think i loved the way toby interacts with other people maybe you should have another host mm. and i was like i said oh man it's a great idea what if why one host why not two other hosts where maybe we talk about like our career in music and maybe our our faith in God. I said, that'd be really awesome. Wouldn't it? Dumbass. (laughs) I said, wait, I do that already. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And it's essentially the equivalent of him saying, I like your old shit. Well, Dan, Dan,
1: Dan Coke posted the other day on Facebook. Hey, a podcast idea, two different topics. And they go back and forth and try to have a good discussion about it. I was like, that's what Matt and I are trying to do. <laughs> There's there, every podcast idea has been done a million
0: times. It's just so funny when people are like trying to give you advice, and we've had uh, friends who are not trolling us say, "Hey, I like it when you guys do this," or "Hey, I like it when you guys do that," and that's all very helpful. Uh, it's just like the snap judge comment on Facebook that really right. I can. It's like the rage kind of wells up. I know. I, you're- I,
2: Yeah, I think you nailed it. And I mean, you guys know, we also have had this experience with writing records, but also now with podcasting as well. I think they're similar in the in a sense of you are like I think people don't don't take time to see complexity. Matt Matt Carter and I were talking about this today, but I am like with Unstoppable Badass. I'm trying to create a complex idea. So you might hear. A fart or dick joke, right? <laughs> but but I'm trying don't to say don't be distracted so. <laughs> by that. No, no, but you and it's okay to laugh at that or not think it's funny. But don't just focus on the the punchline or something like think about the whole thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, the whole big picture. Like like for example, I, I've gotten honestly once again really great responses. But on my last podcast, I'm I did this thing where I took pastors who just said the I mean the worst things <laughs> that you can imagine about people <laughs> from the pulpit. And I said, and, I, and I'm satirically, you know, being mock, m- mocking them, saying, "Wait a minute, they're not, they're not being honest. They're just like comedians. They're joking. You guys just don't get the jokes." And so I added laugh tracks to, all, <laughs> <laughs> to to all their their just terrible stuff. I mean, just awful. Like one one of the guys I found, I couldn't believe it was real. One of the guys was talking about how girls cut off their, uh, pe- uh, guys and girls are cutting off their penises and breasts. And just like Justin Bieber. And he was being totally serious. And I couldn't believe I found this. And so I put that out there. And then I was I had to, like, clarify that I was, you know, I wanted to make sure. Listen, this is satirical. I'm, I'm trying to show something bigger here. And I, and I want people to see. Wait a minute. This isn't just, oh, the the pastor says something really awful. And Toby made a laughing joke there. I'm trying to say, it's like, what does this actually mean? Like, this isn't maybe okay to laugh at. You know what I mean? Like, Like, maybe maybe if you're laughing, I want to put you in an awkward position where you're like, man, I'm really laughing, but I don't know if I should be. Like, this might be really awful. Like, I like living in that tension and having that complexity of a joke that, that seems like it might even be simple, you know?
1: Yeah, let's play a quick clip of that real quick
2: him so here's another one (laughs) you guys that think this guy's serious i don't know where your brain's at but i'm gonna help you with the laugh so next time you're in church you'll know that you can just laugh and laugh and laugh because you know your pastor's just joking we know that right
3: of our president getting up and saying that it was all right for two women uh, to marry or two men to marry i tell you right now i was disappointed bad uh, but I tell you right there as sorry as you can get the Bible's again it, God's again it I'm again it, and if you've got any sense, you're again it <laughs> I had a way, I figured a way out a way to get rid of all the lesbians and queers but I couldn't get it past the a great big large fence 100 100- 50 or 100 mile long. Put all the lesbians in there. <laughs> Fly over and drop some food. Do the same thing with the queers and the homosexuals. <laughs> and have that fence electrified till they can't get out. Feed them and, and you know what? In a few years they'll die out. Do you know why they can't reproduce? God have mercy. It makes me puking sick. But think about I don't even know whether you ought to say this in the pulpit or not. Could you imagine kissing some man?
0: Well, sometimes laughing at something terrible is cathartic. It helps you like feel feel good yes you know and then other times it exposes you and you go wow do i really think that's funny that's at someone else's expense and yeah no laughter is like yeah there is a com- complexity to it right that you know when you're laughing sometimes you think oh this is just surface because it's funny but you can expose a lot of stuff underneath the surface of people take time yeah. to understand that yeah i get that you got a dark comedy podcast dark going, comedy right? there you go dark comedy variety show
2: Yes, I, that's what I like to think of. I just love I love comedians that do that. Like I, I mean, like Louis C.K. is great, but also like Norm Macdonald puts you in weird, awkward, uncomfortable positions. Right. That it's just not you know low bar. <laughs> just uh, the, like I hate the idea of what sitcoms are now. Right. Maybe they were always that way. You know, maybe T.G.I.F. when I w- grew up weren't good, and you know, Balky and Larry weren't really that great um, comedy wise. But I, I was a kid then. But I just feel like so much stuff is just it's just so simple that you don't have to think about it, and so I, I get. That's when I get frustrated is when I think people don't even give something that amount of time. But at the same time, I have to realize people only have so much time.
1: How much time do you spend creating the show? Uh, like, pretty like, long time, like. <laughs> You you edited it all yourself?
2: Yes, and so that's what ends up being hard because I do voices for the skits. I play different characters, and so I, <laughs> I I get stuff wrong or do a horrible accent. You're doing the dark Mister Rogers show where you're writing all the skits. <laughs> Welcome to my neighborhood. Special I think of it, neighborhood. I, I kind of think of it that way. I was listening to a podcast and they were they were uh, talking about how authors like they their brains work. You wouldn't know you can't understand an author's brain until they write their book. And then you're like, I'm, I'm talking, I guess fiction here, but, uh, like you they create a world that they right. invite you to. And that's kind of what I want to do. I'm, and with our music too, I want to create a world and invite you to it. And if you can't breathe the oxygen, okay, but at least you tried or right. something like that. You know, well, there's
0: something consistent. There's rules. There's characters. There's there's fami- It becomes familiar. It's one. It's like a fantasy world. But then once you're in it, you go, oh, this is how things behave in this world. Like when they say Marvel Universe. Well, yeah, I'm watching a show, and then someone has super strength, and like Chrissy rolls her eyes. She's like, that's not real. I'm like, yeah, but this is the <laughs> Marvel Universe. <laughs> right. It's real in this
1: universe. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah, you get used to it. But that's why everyone loves Batman, dude, because he's actually a human. That's that's, a, that's super- really interesting.
2: Yeah. You're right. May, is that one of the biggest things about Batman is that he is a regular guy that just worked hard or or, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's Mike Rowe. <laughs> Did a lot of dirty
1: jobs. <laughs> no, it, <laughs> if Mike Rowe is the next Batman, it will be the biggest <laughs> Batman ever. <laughs> He's just Mike Rowe with the utility belt. That's all he is. He just
2: he woos his enemies to sleep with great storytelling. So,
1: <laughs> so speaking
0: of creating a universe, I think one of the ways, like one of the ways you you have to do, you have to be compelling, right? But you have to also be consistent because if you kind of if you kind of start changing the rules partway through. Then people don't know what it is. What, it, what world are we in now? And I think with uh, with your Bad Christian podcast, you, you started off and you're like, "This is what we are, and we're about this." And yes, we're like Christian guys who like actually work for churches, but we're we. This is our stance on language. We're going to use coarse language. This is our stance on you know different things that are considered perverse in in the church realm. We're going to talk about them openly. And you had a ton of like trolls come at you, right? Immediately, yeah. right? And I remember oh, yeah. cuz I was kind of there. Uh I was actually on the first episode yeah. and then I kind of fielded a lot of like what people were saying <laughs> about it, you know, just cuz I was interested and I was, you know, uh felt like a little bit of a part of it, uh the team at that point. And so I'm I'm seeing all this trolling and all these people come out because there's an expectation of you to be a certain way and you just didn't live up to that. And there's a lot of disappointment. And then over time, I mean, you guys are like, what, like 200 episodes in something like that. Uh,
2: yeah. 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 Definitely.
0: Now there's like no trolls. They're like gone.
2: Yeah, you're right. I will I, we'll occasionally get a personal message where a dude will say, Hey, listen, man, uh, loved Emory changed my life. Got me through, you know, the worst times of my life. Don't know yeah. what you're doing with your life now, though. Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> like, like, you're not, I, I'm worried about you. I got that one like last yeah. week. And, and, I know, and the guy was being genuine and honest. Like, right. he, he is worried about me. So I was like, I, I appreciate you worrying about me, but I mean, I, I can't boil my faith in God or, or my creativity or work in what people you think should of say,
1: me. You should say, you know that band, Emery? It really screwed me up theologically, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, don't, I don't think people
2: understand that, that. I here, you're right, Matt. I was I was gonna say that, that is such a great point. It does throw people off when you change things up. Like right. they think of me as Toby, the emo guy that really wrote a lyric that just touched them and <laughs> and helped them and got and got them through like the dark time. And I used to joke about this. It was really funny when people would see me for the first time because they were thinking a skinny, like you know, straight ironed hair, mm-hmm. uh, you know, white belt, skinny girl jeans. Uh, you know, hundred and forty pound lead emo singer, and then, the, and then I would show up, walk on stage, and they were like, "Wait a minute, this is the dad from Wonder Years." What, what the hell? He he got me through my sixteen year old breakup. Good, good God, it's like disgusting to him. So it catches people off guard when they don't when you're something different. So I yeah. do realize that even even like we're doing uh, the Unstoppable Badass, I realize that people go, "Wait a minute." toby's trying comedy even though i always thought i, I literally i thought i was going to be a comedian i never thought i was I, I always was really good at music you know singing and stuff like that and i and i wanted to write songs and maybe even incorporate that but i thought i was going to be an entertainer from like day one <laughs> like I, I mean the first time i ever thought about a job i thought i'm going to be in front of people doing something from the earliest memories i would stand on the you know uh at the fireplace and uh, uh and under the mantle and just like Preach or right. try to tell jokes. Or so I did a eight, I, in eighth grade at the, at the talent show, I did a 10 minute stand up comedy routine.
1: My wife's a teacher, and she said that Jim Carrey as a child. The only way the teacher got him to pay attention during class was to promise him like 15 minutes at the end of each day to do whatever he wanted in front of the whole class. (laughs) That is so so cool. It's
0: one thing to like be funny in front of a class or be funny in front of your friends, though. And it's another thing to like get on a mic and like with no audience, which is the thing about podcasting that makes it kind of hard. How do you like overcome? How do you how do you stay fresh or how do you stay laughing at your own jokes if you're just sitting in front of a mic?
2: I, I would, I guess, I would say no matter what. When I record the this podcast, I go, I I want to be entertaining. What do I want to listen to, and, and what what do I think is funny? And so the stuff that I, the same way, I I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but I I assume you probably do. I feel like I'm one of the biggest fans of Emery. Like I wouldn't want to put out music that I wasn't a fan of. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I I like our music. Right. I, I'm proud of it, and and I I always thought it was weird when people would say like I'm making fun of of I'm only a man saying people hate it. I don't hate it. I right. think it might, it might even be my favorite album on right. earth. <laughs> you
1: know
2: what I mean? And that sounds egotistical, but I don't, I, I mean. Well, you put I, a I, lot I, into that thing. Right. I, I worked my ass off for that and yeah. and really wanted to create something that would leave a, you know, a mark on the earth and it'd be historical. And so I did all that stuff because I wanted it and I liked it and I wanted to write songs that I wanted to hear. And so I think the same way with 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 creating a podcast for me, I feel like I'm, No matter what, I'm going to try, and I like what I'm doing. So even if it's dull or it's slow or something like that, I'm enjoying it because I'm doing what I want to do. So I think that helps me a lot. But, yeah, sometimes it is weird. You're exactly right, especially with this when I'm doing like a character and I'm just sitting in my upstairs bedroom. One of my one of the characters I came up with was was an Italian guy, and I was just doing this Italian accent. It's just awful. It's not. I mean, no, not even close to being good. And I'm just sitting here going, "Hey, I'm a Gelati." Like, it's me, Mario. And that, right. The, just the most cliche that you could possibly do. Exactly. I thought I'll sound like Mario and do this character, and I'm sitting there. So part of that too is you go, "Wait a minute. This isn't that serious. This is fun. I can't believe I'm." Doing a terrible accent and talking to a ma- microphone—that's actually pretty but hilarious it's like in itself, stich- But you know? that's the
0: thing—is like you have this thing, and I've, you know, I've been on the road with you guys, and I've sometimes felt almost bullied by the sense of humor <laughs> of your band. Like, like I can't stop laughing, and I want to stop, and you guys should shut up because it's like it's painful now. Uh, you know, I filled in on bass on on one tour. Actually, Nate, I think you're at this show in uh Nashville at Rocket yeah. Town, which is a like a Chris like a church sponsored uh, sponsored venue, right? They're like no yeah. no alcohol, no cussing on stage or whatever. And i I stood next. I was holding the bass, standing next to Toby on stage, and watched him drop the f bomb like 14 times in the venue. Uh, <laughs> And like, I kind of knew the story and I kind of like we've been having these conversations about it. But can you explain like that moment and what kind of led up to that improvisational um, bombing?
2: Yeah, I I think that that was probably a an interaction. What I felt was like a real life troll. And I was I was commenting in real. I was trolling (laughs) in real in real time. Our old uh, booking agent came on the bus and, and we were just in talking. He mentioned that he also books Aaron Gillespie. Uh, from under oath, and Aaron Gillespie on our podcast, Bad Christian Podcast, I think said "fuck" or something yeah, like he that. Said he was and, fucked
0: up, like he yeah, was really yeah. fucked up in the yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, but
2: he was being really. It was uh, that. So that just really made me angry that somebody couldn't be honest with their words, even it, right. whether you like the word or not. He was being completely authentic, right. which is so valuable and and needed in so in every area of life. And so we were sitting on the bus, and I just started like getting angry. <laughs> And, and I was sitting there, and so then I do the stupid thing, you know, I don't know if y'all, have y'all ever been mad at your crowd, even though they're yeah. they loving every minute of it, and yeah, they, paid, yeah. they paid you to be there, and yeah. I'm just pissed yeah. off, I'm looking at them going, you sons of bitches, <laughs> <laughs> you you, you, don't, you don't treat my friends like this. and, and And they're helpless. They didn't. They had nothing to do with it. No, they like
0: a lot of them agreed with you, too. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) So I get up there and I I start saying, you know, uh, our good friend Aaron Gillespie came on our podcast and he actually said the the word fucked up. Can you believe that? I didn't say it, but he would say fuck he said fucked up and that fucking is crazy because i can't <laughs> believe he fucking did that and i just uh, over and over and over no but then you started
0: changes like you know what's fucked up is a guy can't even say fuck and be real about right. his own mental struggle without people like pulling their business away from him because he's supposed to have this fucking bullshit you know persona and you just kept going out and i was just i i remember grabbing the the towel and like Flaming it, yeah. At you, you were, just, I was yeah. cooling you, I was cooling you
1: off because you were. See, you guys got all the trolls on like the Christian record labels that I never got. It's funny because I remember one time everyone said, Man, Sherwood is like the nicest band, and everyone on Absolute Punk is like, All the comments are always really nice, everyone's always nice. Sherwood's just a nice band, and you guys got all these like trolls hanging off yeah. you, and we just it, didn't get that. It, I don't know, it, it
2: was definitely the tooth and nail like stigma with Christianity. I think, I think yeah. they 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 thought, Hey, this is a Christian band. And now they're, you know, oh, no, we saw them smoke a cigarette or they said a bad word or whatever. Right. They're not they're not Christian. And so well, the thing that pissed me off. Well, two, two things happen from that, though. So. Honestly, everybody cheered, and uh, for the most part, and it was pretty. Just everybody was, just
0: only a couple, a, a couple people with small children left. But right, yeah, a couple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> small, and then after the show, I went, at, I went in. I was like, I need to go in and like sign some stuff. That, that, that was pretty. Maybe too heavy. I want to hear what people have to say and, and troll them in person. <laughs> and so, and so everybody was like, "Oh man, that was awesome, awesome, awesome!" Every single person. And then I would say it was like a uh, late forties, early fifties. Mother came in, walked up to me, said, "Hey, you guys were amazing tonight. I, I, your, my daughter turned me on to you guys, and you guys were just wonderful. I just want to tell you one thing: I would not say those bad words like that." (laughs) (laughs) Very sweet. she, She said, "Just don't do that." That's sweet. sounds like somebody might be getting laid Uh, in marriage, (laughs) not outside of marriage, my Lord no, (laughs) who would do that, a filthy sinner, (laughs) who has sex outside of marriage, (laughs) I can't take anymore, thank you guys for joining me. I am the unstopped. <laughs> There's a weird thing that I'm learning that crazy stuff it ignites or starts something up in you and makes you do something. Like I, like for example, a negative comment to me gets my ass working a lot harder than positive comments. Right. That's crazy that it works that way. Yeah. But when people say negative shit about me, I go, "Oh really? Well, oh yeah. Watch, watch
3: this. <laughs> that's the you know old know what ego at work. Yeah. And that's crazy work. because
2: yeah. it's like I'm, I'm the, using, I needed
0: it. The ego's never really satisfied by a compliment. But You're right. But it's heavily obsessed with, with, with
1: uh, people oh, yeah. trying you to tear always, it down. All of us started bands to get some girl that didn't like us to like us, right? <laughs> right. Is that why we did that? It was like, that girl doesn't like me? I'm going to start a band, and I'm going to be good at it. <laughs> You're going to wish you dated me?
2: Yeah. And when, and when you ask me out later because I'm in a cool band, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, exactly. Yeah. But, but I do think it sucks that it's Trump. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's so awful and not, he's not a good person. Yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. Same, same (laughs) thing. Like somebody that has that charisma and want and, and somehow appeals to that authentic nature that we are looking for, but they use it so badly. Like, it would be so great to have just an honorable person that's like, Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with me. Yeah. But I want to do. I want, I'm want. i trying to do right. Like That would be so much better. I, I do think people care about authenticity, but I do want to say one more thing before we move on from the Rocket Town. The funniest thing was I thought, well, we'll never play Rocket Town again. Never said a word. The whole, you know, the Rocket Town, this Christian club didn't care at all. Nobody even talked about it. It didn't get on the internet or anything, but like a week later, Under Oath said something about kids crowd serving and it blew up the internet. Oh, I was yeah, like, damn yeah. it! Yeah. At the same club, I was like, Under Oath gets everything. Yeah, Emory Emer- Cusses says the fuck <laughs> a million times <laughs> silent in the news yeah nobody cares no one's They're
0: surprised anymore podcasts.
1: with emery that's old that's old hat man because you you guys have been pissing people off for so long you know you guys are just like the drinking buddies are going to be loud at the at the dinner at the dinner table everyone's like oh emery's gonna be loud oh, don't worry that's just emery over there oh crazy <laughs> yeah. emery just yelling and slapping people you're under uncle, us in the whole corner uncle. this is he's kind of fun to
2: watch for a little bit and then You don't have to go, you're happy, you don't have to go home with him. Do you guys, do you you guys think, like, are y'all appreciative of authenticity? Like, is there any, okay, I know y'all aren't Trump supporters at all, don't care about him at all. Is there anything that's appealing about that, though, to you guys? Yeah, yeah, there is. For me, I mean, I I like, I would
0: prefer, see, that's the thing that I actually, that's the thing I like about him, is that he says whatever's on his mind and he doesn't hold back. That's what, that's the only, it's really the only thing I like about him. I wish what was on his mind was better stuff
1: but uh, <laughs> right. yeah you know i would i would say that's the reason i kind of started paying attention to bernie because he had that energy and that charisma he'd say what he wanted to say and he would be badass but it it actually was good content i was like oh that guy actually wants to stick it up the corporate america's ass in
0: four years in four more years a very old very angry bernie will be back yeah just a grizzled (laughs) robotic arm even angrier let me be clear the last four years of donald trump have been horrible (laughs) hey that's a pretty good bernie sanders let me be clear you just have to start everything with let me be clear let me be clear
1: i think you're gonna come you're you're gonna be on the unstoppable badass as and now five minutes with bernie sanders (laughs) let me be clear I'm
3: stealing Mr. that. Mr.
1: Badass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, steal it. Put it on put it on Mr. Rogers' dark neighborhood. Isn't we'll, that we'll sad? That
2: I, it. Here's what I'll say. Like it's really interesting. Th- there's a lot of like policy stuff that I would say I disagree with Bernie Sanders, but I cannot escape that I felt like the dude was honorable. Like that yeah. is the thing that has gotten me the most yes. sad about yes. this. That's Even
0: how I feel about people on the other side like like, I think Ron Paul's honorable. I think. Right, sure. I think I even think Marco Rubio's honorable. I think Kasich is honorable. I think there's a lot of honorable people who have have. We don't give a shit about that, honorable we, that we don't want to vote yeah. for. So
2: it's, it's so sad, though, that, it, that we don't like uh, I listen to a ton of podcasts and I just heard about this stuff called is it crotum or cratum? it's some some drug that people use for pain and it, it comes from a leaf of a tree. Kratom maybe is what it's called, but um it. They're outlawing it now. It's, it's it's going to be illegal, right? And I was like, man, it's so crazy. Like I, I keep thinking about all these things that we are missing and don't do. Like like for example, if you talk about racism and uh, you know, that black people are being murdered by cops and and, yeah. and by the by other black people, but I see I see a lot of that is caused from the drug war that is a huge failure. That's just stupid, right? Like oh, it's, it's, pharmacy it's, 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 it's yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just a big it's it's awful that you would I mean, th- there would be a young black man carrying a very small amount of a plant in his pocket, right. and he might he might go to jail for ten years, and then and get like, fully criminalized, get out of jail, yes. and
0: then be killing people.
2: Yeah, the, it's, yeah. I, I mean, because he has is. no other opportunities. Right. There's, there's nothing. I mean, it, it the, the system is so awful. I, I,
1: honestly, that's probably where I land more libertarian. Honestly, and and I, I don't even know if I'm a libertarian. See, I was thinking about this today because the whole Zika virus. they're basically these chemical companies have signed deals with with local. Uh, states to just spray all these chemicals anywhere they want for the zika virus and the zika virus i've read a bunch about it there's really no threat a few people have had it they don't even know if you're pregnant is the only real threat otherwise it's like a small cold so basically these they're just spraying this poison over all these people and it's just crazy what a, a little bit of fear can do and then all of a sudden these chemical companies are just like, "Oh, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll get the contract and we'll just spray this crap on everybody." It's like, "What the hell?"
0: Yeah, the the response to uh, humans have and we have the ability to fix things, right? We can fi- like Yeah. Like uh, you know, we, someone said they took away the gun emoji, right? On on I was just thinking about this um, right. uh cultural one of the cultural modification or cultural um What do they call it? Uh, Anyways, but they took away the gun emoji. And what uh, one studier from like some university in Chicago was talking about, he studied um, Twitter and found that gang killings and gang violence was happening because of what people were saying on Twitter. And they were using, obviously they're using emojis and stuff like that. So I think Apple looks at it and goes... Well, if we can stop like save a life by getting rid of the gun right. emoji, then we will. You know, like if we can if if this that, that, like people use the gun emoji as a threat or as a way to say that they're going to kill someone or do something and but at the same time that's not very libertarian, is it? Like people should be able to draw whatever emoji into
2: their you know th- and then we deal with the consequences. But I I am not a conspiracy theorist, but I do feel like our media and our technology and our government is is used to distract us from real things like things that actually matter or like like for example what you were just talking about the the zika virus right i, I just yeah. moved from charleston south carolina i have friends who are beekeepers and they yes. were they were losing their mind because they were like wait a minute we're you promised that you, you you would you would spray at night when the bees are sleeping dormant and you know it would be yes. okay our, our bees will be all right now you're saying you're going to spray it at noon because well, it's just easier. And we don't have to pay overtime, and 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 I go, and then you have to think about. Wait a minute, if you're killing bees, that that might be really bad. Like, if you kill no, a lot, really lot of lot of bees, <laughs> that
0: might hurt us worse than Zika. Yeah, way worse They're, than Zika. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Like but that's like, the, the thing: is getting it's, pollinated.
1: It's 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 weird. It's like everything has an it's, agenda. We have and...
0: too much information, and stuff gets becomes the story of the day, or the new story of the day. And it just becomes highlighted, right? And it, you know, fear gets drilled into our head, and, and the government responds to that. They go, "Well, the people want this, so right. we're going to give them what they want." And then it's totally an overreaction, you know, in regards to all the other problems
1: that that are happening. So you're saying there's this leaf, there's this cro, what is it?
2: Kratom, I think is what it's called. Kratom? I don't know exactly how you hmm. how you say it, um, but it it it's basically a lot of people use it for pain medication. Like if, you, if you have MS. Or something yeah. like that. They're, I just read an article about it today, where a lady has MS and she goes, "Wait a minute, this is way better than any drug." Now they're saying take right. oxy <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah. you're like, "Wait a minute, this stuff it's e- It's easier to get off of. Yeah. Like you might have a you know, a weird day, but you're okay. You're not addicted." And so, at the very least, regardless of if if kratom's the best or the worst, why are we so? Why is our government taking stuff
1: away from but us? If your kid has seizures and you can get him on cannabis oil, and cannabis oil will immediately stop the seizures, and your kid can live a normal life, you're going to do it. You're going to move to Colorado to do it. And for years, they've stopped this. They've stopped parents from doing this. Yeah, thank God the drug companies didn't like lobby
0: and... like. Have all the proprietary information to do this. And now it is, it's an actual, like, there's one popping up on every corner and they'll sort them themselves out and the best ones will rise to the top. It's an actual free market, Wild West type thing, which is cool. You go, yay, small business. You know, they're taking advantage of it. But then there's these big lobbyist, uh, uh, lobbied companies that are going to Congress and saying, we need to make this drug illegal so that we can be the only ones that are going to parse it out to people. Or, This drug being legal hurts our business selling Oxycontin to the world. So we need to make this. They lobby these things. Why would anyone want to make a natural painkiller illegal?
1: Well, they would. Money. Have you guys, I I read this the other day. they, they, They linked the whole sugar study back to two Harvard scientists who were paid by the sugar industry to say that sugar wasn't the problem with heart disease. It was fat. And that launched right. this whole anti-fat campaign. And now, right. finally, science has caught up and say, no, 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 fat is actually good for you.
2: Yeah, Matt Carter would tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> and- the, the only way I've ever lost weight is either through low-carb or keto diet. It's, it's worked amazingly for me. Are you on the keto now? Yeah. Well, yes, I am.
0: Are you like under 25 carbs
2: a day or whatever? Yeah, I don't do too much. In fact, I, it's a, it, I know this sounds crazy. Last night, I cooked a meal. I don't ever cook meals. My wife's a great cook, but I made, uh, uh, chicar- I think it's called chicaro or, or like uh, pork rind, uh, fried chicken. And it was amazing. I, I, I grew up in the South and fried chicken is like in my blood. Like I love right. fried chicken and to get to eat fried chicken again. And it be like just fatty, and there is the the problem is when you mix fats and so there's carbs, no flour and you, stuff in it, yeah. right? Right. So I, there wasn't. It was, it was just Parmesan cheese and 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 pork, pork rinds. <laughs> and it was crazy. But uh, sounds good. It, yeah, you're right. I mean, people say stuff and then ends up being going. And you see that in the church too. A church will take a hard stance and no, 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 and then like, oh, okay, it, it, like why we go to an awesome church here in Franklin. Um, Grace Point with Stan Mitchell's our pastor. Oh Young oh, we're huge used. fan, yeah. huge fan of him. Yeah, and I uh, we actually there
0: just for that.
1: Uh, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> I should have, should have. no, I didn't move there for that. But here's here's what's amazing about it. Oh, like dude, sometimes I, I, I'm sitting there, like I've told, ta- I said this on the Bad Christian Podcast. It's crazy to go to church and I'm sitting around the most gay people I've ever been around in my life, <laughs> and it's just beautiful. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what i think or anybody thinks the church opens its door its doors and says okay come on in like i'm like, i'm like whoa and i want to go to church to learn about jesus but there a lot of times the messages are like social justice and stuff but i am learning i don't like they respect my mind so much like they they're not yeah. wasting my time like they're not going to sit there and go Hey, here's three points, and, and you know, man, Jesus is yeah. good, and if you turn to Jesus, everything you will be better, and you'll be set. Like I'm just like, <laughs> shit, man. I, oh, okay, I need to hear that maybe in the first two weeks, but can I graduate to the next grade or something? Like, can I? Yeah.
3: Can I yeah. learn?
2: I mean, are you really disrespecting my time and my brain this much? And so I don't even know where I was going with this. But. We need to be reminded. Yeah. <laughs> no. But here's
1: the thing. You're right.
2: That's what my parents, like, and what's so funny, I said, what the most hilarious thing about going to this church is, it is the most welcoming church where anybody's welcome, you know, LGBTQ uh, community, uh, everybody's welcome, but I actually am in the closet, (laughs) Because I can't tell my parents I go to this church. Dude,
1: every single time, every single time I listen to that those podcasts, I, I have this in vision of me taking my parents or people that I know to that church and sitting there and them looking at me going, "You're going to a cult church! Oh my well, god, we got to get you out!" Know, of here. I'll say this, right. and um, we we went, so we
0: go kind of to their sister church, uh, East and we've just started going and. Uh, They've gone through a, a similar trans, transition as Grace Point, and actually, the, the second time we went to East, like uh, um, I'm offended, Stan, you said
2: sister. I think you should say they church.
0: The brother sister, <laughs> I think sisters good. No, they uh, Stan, uh, they know. Stan was Stan was at at the church, and I'd been listening oh, to awesome. the I've been listening to their kind of progressive Christianity is a, a podcast. Yeah, you turned um, me on the series, and and so I, so Christy and I looked at each other and we're like you know we don't know what we feel about divine providence anymore but this feels about close to what it would be so right. we just kept going but uh but we, last week we took uh Christie's mom she was in town cuz we, we recently had a baby and uh and she she liked it That's you know she, so i mean it, it you know there there's you a little bit there's a little bit different with the language she's you know she did mention that some of the words were different right. she was like they said god of the universe and that made me a little bit weird and then but she, then she's like but then i thought about it and it's like well yeah, yeah. i guess it would be the god of the universe. <laughs> so it's like you know, just tra- you got to translate a few things. But uh, but I you know, so I don't know. There's a little bit of hope for for your uh, for your folks. They're not they're not all critical in judging and judging. And I think no, that, them, there's no you know.
2: there's no hope. I got into a huge <laughs> huge argument. I haven't argued with my dad in 20 years, and I got into a huge argument about. I said, yeah, I mean, Dad, Donald Trump's a liar, and that that <laughs> set him off. <laughs> more, more than yeah. anything else in the history of the world like I mean and he you know his points are hillary's a liar which i I think she is I think she does lie I think she has sure. manipulated and done t- I'm not pro- it's a fact. I, I try to tell him I'm not pro Hillary but and then and then what was really funny is it led to I told him I was kind of maybe I'd be a libertarian I would, i I feel like maybe I would spend my vote wisely to vote for somebody like a, a third party member no matter who only because I think maybe that means four years from now, they might have a shot. I, I'd, right. I, I think that might be more valuable than sure. voting for Hillary and being mediocre or something like that. But right. anyway. Right. But uh, yeah, well, it, it's interesting. So you said that and he freaked out? Oh, he, he said, what? What has he lied about? I said, Damn. I said, almost everything. I mean, I mean, you see people talking about how Christian he is. I have people writing me about how Christian Donald Trump. I was like, man, if he wasn't running for president, you would not think that. You would not care. Yeah. I mean, you're just letting him i mean you're being manipulated on both sides that's that's what i'm saying like like like, casinos casinos
0: are christian now (laughs) well toby you you Uh, recently quit your job you moved are we just just getting this podcast
1: started right now Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. we're i'm I'm wrapping it up
0: i am wrapping it up we've already did a two-hour interview today (laughs) um but uh but but you moved to franklin uh you're you're starting up you're kind of like doing a start turning over a new leaf yes hustling what may, what keeps you doing this risky business all these years? What keeps you going every day?
2: I've really been realizing more and more that we've been failed by the American dream. Like I, we are told to dream big. Like I I, I just remember when I was little, I was, I thought I was supposed to be a doctor or a lawyer. And then when <laughs> and then when I you know was failing in college, I was like, oh shit, I'm not gonna be anything. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? and, and and I thought yeah. I'm a loser. I'm bad. And and I uh I I just think like I I. I'm at this point now where it, it doesn't matter. Like you might are you might be a great you know, uh, art, plumber or you know I always use that, that example. That's the one I always go for. Joe the plumber. That that that's okay. It's not like yeah. plumbing is bad. And if you're good at it, and that's kind of what you're calling it, that that's okay. Like it's not you might are supposed to sit in front of a computer at a in an office. That that's not a bad thing. You haven't right. failed. You didn't like not live up to your dreams because your dreams were just that anyway. It was the kind dreams of dreams were of wrong. A lot. And I think we're and I think we're seeing that with our parents too. Our parents thought, oh man, we're living the American dream and then they're now my parents are like sixty years old and not happy they're they're right. headed towards retirement with some social security money, yeah. and it's not that fun. It was like, shit, I worked my whole life, and this is it like i I guess I can play golf, but it, yeah. you know it's not that 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 much value in it so I think for me the thing that pushes me is I love what I'm doing I want to do what I want to do, and that might be you know end up what I'm doing might cause me to have to Uber, you know, be an Uber driver. <laughs> but I, but I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm okay with that. If I have to, that's a like good inspiration, like right. good good fodder for the uh, for the podcast. Right. Exactly. And I'm okay <laughs> with that because I'm still doing what I want to do. Like I'm I left this safety and I moved here, you know, Franklin, Nashville area to pursue music and, and write country music and and do this these podcasts and stuff. And I, I'm just excited because I am doing what I want to do. It might yeah. fail and I might look stupid to the rest of the world, but for me, it, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm like, man, I wake up every day going,
1: no, I'm going to do what I want to do today. And, that, and that's, you know that's what? the way that's, I think you've going. That's awesome to hear because, like, I bought some land and I want a homestead. I've wanted a homestead for like eight or nine years and I don't know anything about it, but I love efficiency. I love if I could have my cows on my property that my family eats and the water coming out of my spring goes into my house and solar energy goes into my, you know what I'm saying? I love all that. I love. And every day I wake up and I go, this isn't, I can't just homestead. I got to do something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, and I, and I have this battle with myself and I'm like, no, 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 this is what I want to do. These are the documentaries I watch. These are the articles I read. These are the magazines. I always pick up the magazines where it's like, you know, how to live off the grid? I'm always reading through them. Like this is what I'm into, but right. yet there's this other guy inside of me that goes, "You idiot! It's not as cool as Sherwood or being <laughs> in a band or something like that." You know what I mean? And uh, what what is that?
2: What is that guy? And, and is, is that, that what your you're trying parents, to say? Or is that like influential older people in your life? Is that what that is? What it is for me? Like I I had yeah. like when we when you we're talking about trolling or stuff like that, I, yeah. I've realized that I'm hearing my dad's voice. <laughs> I'm hearing. What are you talking about? You got your degree in elementary education. You're ah, going to start a fucking band? I feel that, too. <laughs> are you stupid? What yeah, the hell is wrong? With you're, you're, it's not, don't, my dad told me, don't call me when you move out to Seattle from South Carolina and man, you don't fail. Don't call me. You fail. <laughs> Was, you fear? Yeah, yeah, totally. Straight to my face. That's phrase. motive. That's
0: motivational, oh, no though. No right. And once he again, knew, I said, "Fuck he knew your heart.
1: you." No wonder you love Stan Mitchell. No <laughs> right. He knew your
0: heart. Yep. Yeah, no, right. That's 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 why we all love Stan Mitchell. Yep. We all have overbearing jerk dads.
1: <laughs> no, my dad's not a jerk, but 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 my I dad really like will your vote. Dad. Will vote for Donald Trump probably. <laughs> so. what,
2: what is that? That's Na- fine. Na- Na- what is that fear in you? What is that thing? What what's the thing that's saying, Nah, dude, don't you can't do that.
1: I do have a lot. I do have a lot of talks with my dad in my head throughout the day. Um, huh. That that's interesting that you do too. I think a lot of men do. I think a lot of men debate with their dads and their and their subconscious about what they're doing and not doing. I think a young man needs a lot of love and support from his dad, and when he doesn't get it at the right age, he struggles the rest of his life because they're. Hmm. Yep. There is something about a man needing another man coming alongside of him and saying, you're good enough, you're smart enough, and you're going to do it, and I love you. There's
0: something about
1: the world needing
0: an unstoppable badass, which you sure. cannot
1: uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's why our, This is why our prisons are full of angry men, because right. they're pissed off that they didn't get that, and, uh, and, and that sucks. I'm not trying to add on to y'all's podcast,
2: but it's really interesting. I have been just obsessed with this idea of what masculinity is and you're exactly right there is something about the older man if y'all have if, if you've never heard of the poet Robert Bly check him out watch his his, his YouTube videos it is amazing he's a poet it's super cheesy he's playing like a weird banjo and, and doing like spoken word but the hmm. things he talks about the older man and our relationship with him and what's what's changed and what's like the idea that we used to work with our fathers like we on, on our yes. land yes. Or whatever. Right. and now our now You know, the industrial age and everything. Our fathers go away, and we have hardly any interaction, and we are left to figure out manhood and masculinity from our friends. Like we, we we, now, you know what I mean. So that's why some of those voices are probably, you know, like wait a minute, that guy that I know, that's my, you know, my peer is more successful, so I must be failing, rather rather than you're right, Nate, like an older man going, hey, listen, this is okay, or fuck you, you dumbass, you need to do this. (laughs) That's okay too. You know what I mean. Those things put like an old man that pushes you a little bit is yeah. is great. And we don't have that anymore. The old man has been sure. kind of marginalized and 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 looks like Al Bundy and is stupid. Well, we can be that. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, we have we have sons now. We all have sons. Look at
1: us. But I think it's just it's just a matter of a man teaching uh, a young man that you're going to have a range of uh, and a gamut of emotions, and here's how you control them. Here's how you use these for good. Here's how you use them for bad. And right. I think a lot of men just resort to anger. That's all they know how to respond to. So they get right. angry at everybody and everything, and the world sucks, and the world owes them something, and then they go out and commit crimes and kill people. Get out of my head, man. Get out of my head. You know, it's, it's the whole Johnny Cash. <laughs> like I read Cash by Johnny Cash, and he had the same thing. He was just pissed off at his dad his whole life. And right. uh, all the shit that he went through as an artist and just, you know, uh, I mean, that guy was tortured by his own uh, his own demons with his father. It's a it's a big problem. And, I, and I've been actually thinking about just filming my boys as they grow up because I knew I was going to have boys. And that's the weird thing. Huh. I got I got two boys and and I'm just thinking, man, I knew I was going to have boys because I feel like it's my responsibility to kind of change change the narrative in my family and, be like, and, well, sure. and you did it in the missionary position <laughs> <laughs> that dictates
2: that and that also, is that what does it yeah that's what it is
0: oh my gosh you're probably right toby thank you uh thanks. thanks for being a part of our podcast thank you guys we uh do you have anything else we should check people should check out unstoppable badass if they want a, a yep. good
2: chuckle the unstoppable badass podcast is good uh yeah check out bad christian podcast i'm i'm working on a solo album and it probably won't come out till next year but it's going to be very interesting so. it's
0: going to be toby morrell solo album no it's not it's going mm. to be a
2: uh, uh a two real toby a character i play
0: oh okay all right
2: yeah and we're, oh, and yeah, yeah, we're yeah, gonna make a this. movie too with it so it's gonna be it's a big <laughs> it's a big ordeal Boy. it's gonna be pretty crazy for bad christian media so.
0: Well, you heard it, you guys. Toby Morrell, Unstoppable, Badass, Bad Christian Podcast. Go subscribe if you haven't to those podcasts and listen to these uh, this guy's
2: work. It's great. Thanks, man. Can I end the show with a with a poem? Yes, please do. All right, this is about men. I found this poem. I thought was so awesome. This is Edgar Guest. I don't know if y'all have ever heard the poet. Eric. We're gonna
0: put music underneath. Edgar. It, so oh oh yeah, do great. this.
2: But this is called yeah. the True Man. This is the sort of man was he true when it hurt him a lot to be. Tighten a corner and knowing a lie would have helped him out, but he wouldn't buy. His freedom there in so cheap a way, he told the truth, though he had to pay. There's more? Find it out. Edward Guest.
1: Unstoppable Badass. <laughs> we'll fade out to music. At have to end every,
2: every like real thing that's emotional and true with Unstoppable Badass. Unstoppable
0: Badass. <laughs> Uh, I awesome
1: love it, dude. guys. Gold. This is a yeah. great. This is a great conversation. I, I went really all over the place, it. just like I love it.
2: Yeah, great. I, I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Thanks, have man. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Talk to y'all later. Talk to you soon. Dan, have you ever thought about your life? Hmm? Oh, well, it's for school. I mean if you had to write about it what would you say
1: okay time for a meaningful father-son exchange here a thoughtful summing up i get up at five in the morning i fight traffic i bust my hump all day i fight traffic again and i come home then i pay my taxes the end
3: In a way, it kinda made you feel
2: like you knew the guy.